Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Psalms 32, 38, and 51. How to get a clean heart and reclaim your joy. Yesterday, we witnessed King David falling into temptation and coming and committing not just adultery, but deceit, lying, and murder. For about a year, he suffered guilt-ridden and sick until the prophet Nathan called him out. David described what he went through in this three psalms, these three psalms. Sin zaps our joy. So here we'll see how to reclaim that joy and get a clean heart in the process. Let's dig in. First, we'll start with Psalm 32, a contemplation. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. And there's an interlude there that means stop and contemplate. Think about this about what was there. So pause, rewind, listen to that part again. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Another pause, Selah interlude. Think about that. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the flood waters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Selah, interlude again. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best, path, the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. 
don't be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all whose hearts are pure. So this was like a sermon set to music, a ballad, like an original folk song. When we sin, it's recorded by God. Whether anyone saw you or knows about it, God knows. God sees everything. Jesus died taking our sins away, past, present, and future. He wipes the slate clean. There is no more ledger. Even if we do sin, and we will sin, we are not perfect. Jesus is. There is no more ledger if we are one with Christ, if we are born again and forgiven. Now, I was talking with a born-again believer friend of mine who also grew up Catholic, but here in Phoenix. I grew up in New York City. I was taught to go to confession, after making my first communion, of course, every Saturday so that we could be clean enough to accept Holy Communion on Sunday in Mass. She told me that she was taught to go to confession once a month. Once a month. So the people in Phoenix sinned less. Well, she's ten, like 10 years older than me. So maybe in the, yeah, so I was, I was growing up in, uh, in the 60s and she was in the 50s. So well, maybe they were, they were sinning. Were they? I don't know. Anyway, that just, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> and I, I'm going, are you sure? But that's what she told me, once a month. So what happens if you die committing a sin, but before going to confession? That alone should get to thinking. Confessing to a priest does absolutely nothing. And I did some research on that, so where that started. You can click on over to my blog and, and, and read that article. Going on, and we go to Psalm 38. David here is asking God to remember him. Apparently, King David got very sick between sinning and repentance for a year. Oh Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day long, I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me and my health is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly. My strength fails and I'm going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. Even my own family stands at a distance. Could they have had COVID back then? Hmm. Meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish to harm me make plans to ruin me. All day long they plan their treachery. But I am deaf to all their threats. I am silent before them as one who cannot speak. 
I choose to hear nothing and I make no reply for I am waiting for you, O Lord. You must answer for me, O Lord, my God. I prayed, don't let my enemies gloat over me or rejoice at my downfall. I am on the verge of collapse, facing constant pain, but I confess my sins. I am deeply sorry for what I have done. I have many aggressive enemies. They hate me without reason. They repay me evil for good and oppose me for pursuing good. Do not abandon me, O Lord. Do not stand at a distance, my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Now, don't start blaming God for every single illness or pain that you have. Some are caused by your own mistakes, some by man's mistakes or evil people. We live in a fallen world, and we were warned that there would be plagues and pestilences in the last days with more sorrows or birth pains yet to come. And you can click on over to my blog and uh, check out the study on Matthew 24 and uh, the end times. However, sin does eat at your insides. It eats at your soul. I had to quit a job because it was making me sick. They wanted me to lie to people, and I struggled with it. If you are suffering from illness, pray these psalms to God. David suffered for a year until Nathan confronted him. So it makes you wonder, maybe, you know, that was David's punishment. We don't know that. God is the only one that can tell you if that's what it is or not. But after that scene, which was yesterday's, we covered that in, yes, in yesterday's uh, post, David wrote this psalm, Psalm 51. It's a psalm of David regarding the time Nathan the prophet came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then 
you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Now, those last three passages, or uh, two passages, 18 and 19, may be prophetic there in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and rebuilding the temple of Jerusalem and be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit because right now there's no temple in Jerusalem. There hasn't been one since 70 AD when the Romans um, broke, um, I mean, you know, burned down Jerusalem totally. Um, but um, so th these last two just sound a little bit prophetic in there um, because um, right now at this time, um, there's nothing there. They, I mean, they, they would be building the walls of Jerusalem for the first time. So they haven't been torn down yet. That will happen when the Babylonians come way down the line. Um, in any rate, Confess or conceal your sin. Conceal your sin and you suffer. Sin eats at you. Be honest with yourself. Ask God to beat the sin out of you. You have to. You have to go that way. Allow the divine cleanser, Jesus' blood, to cleanse your soul. Jesus does that when you believe. You can't rid yourself of guilt and shame, not by denying sin or redefining it or excusing it. Even condoning a sin makes you just as guilty as the ones committing it. In Ezekiel 11, 18, we read, when the people return to their homeland, they will remove every trace of their vile images and detestable idols. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. So they will obey my decrees and regulations. They will truly be my people and I will be their God. But as for those who long for vile images and detestable idols, I will repay them fully for their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. All idolatry is detestable to God. This patch was written for the Israelites as they were coming back from 70 years of Babylonian captivity. And we read, we read in the book of Judges a couple of few months ago how God laid down the law against idolatry, yet they kept on sinning, which turned into a vicious cycle. Are you in a vicious cycle? Do you need a new heart? Well, Jesus specializes in heart transplants. That's the good news because Jesus died on the cross, taking our sins away forever. You can have a clean heart, a tender and responsive heart. All you have to do is believe, repent, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, stop sinning, do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Also in the bottom of today's blog, I embedded 
beautiful uh, worship, uh, worship song, God so loved the world, because it is true. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.